If you do any prospecting with LinkedIn, you have got to go get set up with Surf. That's S-U-R-F-E. It's a tool you can use to add new contacts to your CRM system directly from LinkedIn in seconds. I'm using it every single day. I add contacts, follow my deals, keep track of notes, and it ends up saving me a bunch of time on prospecting and outreach, which means I can spend more time moving my deals along. The data is always 100% accurate since I don't have to copy and paste all the fields over from each and every contact that I want to put in my CRM. Instead, Surf does that all automatically with just one click in about 60 seconds. The team over at Surf has put together a very special offer for fans of sales players. There's a link down in the show notes and you can use the promo code JWSURF5. Don't forget the E at the end of Surf. That's JWSURF5 for 5% off your first year. Don't spend another minute doing things manually. Go get set up with Surf. So I thought I'd put together kind of a fun episode since it's late Friday. I'm, uh, I'm starting to get a little bit of buzz from the tequila. And the idea for this actually came because I was sitting in a meeting. I think it was this week. It might have been last week. It's all kind of blurring together because of how busy I've been. Uh, but I was noticing that in this meeting, there was a mixed group of some seasoned SaaS professionals and some less seasoned, more, you know, six to 12 month tenured professionals on this call. And the more seasoned SaaS professionals just kept throwing these acronyms out. And I had this realization. And I remember back to when I was earlier in my career, how many acronyms there were and how I used to have to go look those up on Google. I'm sure you've done the same thing. If you're not familiar with what something stands for, you just go to Google and try to figure it out. And sometimes it's not always easy to find. So I thought it would be a fun way to spend a Friday evening. And please do not listen to this on a Friday evening. Wait till Monday to tune in uh, or Saturday or something while you're doing your dishes. But uh, yeah, I thought it'd be fun to put together a list of very common SaaS and business acronyms that you're going to hear in your SaaS sales career. So I've got a whole list here and I've actually got them categorized by sort of where you might hear them in the business and what context. So I'm going to go through that list. I've got not a lot of time. So I want to try to to pound through these really quickly. I'm probably not going to go super deep into the descriptions of what they mean, but I will at least give you the acronym and a very, very short sort of summary of what, uh, what it means in context. So let me take another swig of my Paloma here. And we're, uh, we're ready to go. So the, the first acronym that you're introduced to when you get into SaaS is SaaS, which stands for software as a service. Hopefully you know what that means by now, especially if you've been working in SaaS for a while. It's another, another way to say it is cloud computing, but software as a service is essentially the, the leasing of a cloud computing software uh, in the form of, you know, monthly or annual payments. A whole industry is built around it. A lot of people point to Salesforce as the pioneer in SaaS or cloud computing when it comes to the licensing model. So that's what SaaS is, software as a service. Uh, and by the way, this category is general acronyms that you're going to hear. So the next one on, the, on my list here is SMB. You'll, you might hear that a lot, especially earlier in your career, small to medium business. Uh, is what SMB stands for. It's usually a size of company that you might go after when you're prospecting or selling SMB. B2B, business to business. So that is a company that serves businesses with their products or services. B2C, that's business to consumer. So that's a company that sells consumer products to uh, you know individual people and not businesses. Next one is SLA, service level agreement. 
without getting too convoluted here, basically in the, the most common context you're going to hear SLA in is in regards to support. So support SLAs would be, you know, if you buy our software, we promise to respond to any issues you have within 24 hours. That's our service level agreement is 24 hours for support issues, depending on, you know, the severity level and some things like that. So service level agreement, it can take all kinds of different formats, but the most common one you're going to see in SaaS is related to supporting SaaS customers, service level agreement, SLA. NPS, the net promoter score. And I could probably do a whole episode on what NPS means or what net promoter score means. I won't bore you to death with that. There's tons of great resources out there where you can learn about NPS. But at the highest level, net promoter score or NPS is how you would measure the satisfaction of your customers. So a lot of consumer brands use this if you, you know, shop at Apple or fly Delta Airlines or I don't know, buy from Walmart or something like that. They probably have a survey after you've purchased and you fill out a whole, you know, would I be likely to recommend this to one of my friends? And if you select, it's usually a scale of one to 10, how likely would you be to recommend our services to your friends? That usually generates a net or, or, you know, the, the sum of those responses generates a net promoter score, but it's typically just a metric used to capture how happy customers are specifically in this instance, SaaS customers. Next one on the list is MBO, Management by Objective. This was, I believe, uh, comes from either Andy Grove or, uh, shoot, I can't remember the name, uh, Claremont. I can't remember. But uh, one of the kind of great management thinkers of the like 70s and 80s came up with Management by Objective, which is basically you know, compensation for leaders and high performers in a business based on their objectives and the completion of those objectives. So typically where you'll hear MBO is if you're in a role where there's not, you know, one, one aspect of your commission might be a management by objective bonus or an MBO bonus, which would say something like, if you help hire five people, you get a I don't know, $5,000 or something as a management by objective bonus. There's all kinds of different ways it can, you know, there's all, all kinds of ways, all kinds of ways it can look. Sorry about that. All kinds of different ways that it can look, but I'm just giving examples here of what MBO might stand for. Your MBOs might be a list of goals you have to achieve in a quarter and you'll get some set amount of money if you do so. Next one on the list, CX, customer experience. You hear that all over the place. In the context of SaaS, I mean, it's really more related to the brand. Uh, the customer support, how the brand's perceived, how customers perceive the solution. CX is a very complex topic that we could talk about for hours. Go, uh, you know, especially if you work in the space like I do, it's definitely worth going to read some resources on CX. CS is customer success. So there's usually a whole team in a SaaS company that's focused on making customers successful. That's the post-sale part of a SaaS business where you have reps that work with existing customers to make them successful and grow those accounts. CS. OMS is an order management system. This is a lot of large uh, legacy brands or retail brands will use an order management system. You may or may not hear this a lot, but as you get further along in your SaaS career and you start to sell solutions that connect together with other solutions, a lot of big companies have an order management system that's basically a system that logs all of the purchases and orders and, and transactions that their company uh, you know, carries out. And what's next? ERP, enterprise resource planning. There's a whole industry here. Oracle is considered an ERP company. There's probably some bigger, better examples. Let me let me actually look that up. What's what's considered the best or the most well-known ERP? My internet's going like super slow. 
So ERP systems could be like, I think like BMC software comes to mind. There's, let's see what else. SAP is an, is an example of one. So it's a whole, it's a whole category of, of software that's uh, enterprise resource planning. And it's basically everything from like accounting to procurement and vendor management and all those kind of things. So that's what ERP stands for. If you work in that space, I'd definitely go do more research on what it means to be an ERP and what some of the top players in that space are. VOIP or VoIP, you'll hear that in, you know, a lot of IT contexts. So it's just voice over IP. So without going into sort of the history of telephony, VoIP is not brand new, but a relatively new development in the world of, of telephones and telephony. But VoIP is basically, you know, the ability to manage calls through uh, an IP or, you know, through the internet basically, or digitally, rather than have like a hard landline set up for your business. So that's VoIP, VOIP. CRM, customer relationship management. Salesforce is probably one of the most well-known CRMs out there. In fact, their stock ticker is CRM if you go look it up on the stock exchange. But there's a lot of other really great CRMs out there. I happen to work for one customer with a K and uh, it's a whole industry. There's CRMs for sales, there's CRMs for customer support. Uh, so it can take a lot of different aspects or, or there's a lot of different facets to it. But CRM, if you hear that, it's customer relationship management. DMP is a digital marketing platform. I can't think of any of these off the top of my head, but there's a lot of platforms out there that help brands manage their digital marketing. DMP, digital marketing platform. So that was like our general, just I didn't really have a category for a lot of these, general and uncategorized. Now let me dive into uh, some sales and marketing or go-to-market specific terms. And it's funny because one of the first acronyms is go-to-market. You'll see GTM all over the place in SaaS and it stands for go-to-market. And go-to-market's a broad term that sort of encompasses everything from lead generation to messaging and branding and driving a pipeline for the sales team and getting your message out to potential customers to grow the business, building pipeline and those kind of things. So GTM, go to market. And uh, the next one is ARR. You'll see this all the time in SaaS sales. It's annual recurring revenue, or I've also heard it said annualized recurring revenue. And that's basically what a contract value is on an annual basis. When you sell a customer and you have that annual recurring dollars coming in for their purchase, ARR. And a lot of companies use MRR, that's monthly recurring revenue, which is uh, that sort of that same metric, but broken out on a monthly basis instead of an annual basis. Basis, excuse me. Not basis. We're not talking about rock and roll here. Next one is ACV, annualized contract value. So sometimes the, the ARR isn't quite the same as the annualized contract value uh, because there's other factors that go into it that are not uh, recurring. So you might have like an implementation cost or one-time setup costs and things like that that get put into it. So what does that break out to on an annual basis? That's ACV or annualized contract value. And that's similar to total contract value, which is TCV. So same, same kind of thing. Uh, lifetime value is more or less what it's worth to bring a customer on board to a SaaS company. And let's assume you, you know, there's all kinds of extrapolations you can make in SaaS. What if we brought on a new customer and they stay with us for five years and they pay us annually for our SaaS? What is the lifetime value of having that customer on board? And that's a number you can extrapolate based on some different factors. That's LTV. You'll see that a lot in sales and forecasting. Uh, also in marketing when they're looking at how to capture big logos or brands and get them to spend on the SaaS. 
customer acquisition cost or CAC, C-A-C. That's what it costs the, the company to get a new customer. It's pretty straightforward, but that cost can include things like marketing expenses, the overhead of staffing like an SDR or a sales rep. So there's a lot that goes into CAC, but it's an incredibly important metric in a SaaS company, especially in the early stages. AE, account executive. Hopefully if you're already in that position, you know what AE stands for, but that's essentially a closer in the SaaS industry. So if you're out selling SaaS deals, you're typically uh, given an AE title. In some cases you have an RD title, which is regional director. Uh, and that would be, you know, you're over a region and you sell into that region. You don't have people underneath you or sales director. I've also heard, which is SD, but AE is probably the most common and it stands for account executive. You'll also hear SDR, BDR, ADR. That's sales development rep, sales development representative, business development representative, or account development representative. And for the most part, they're all pretty much the same thing. I think ADR has some nuances. Uh, where that's more focused on inbound leads, but don't quote me on that. It changes all the time. The most common one is SDR, which is sales development representative. And that is a rep that is typically early stage in their career and focused only on building pipelines, setting meetings, and generating leads for a SaaS company. An SC, that's typically a solutions consultant or a solutions consultant, which is another word for sales engineer. And the abbreviation you'll hear often is SC. VP, you should know what a VP is, vice president. Typically, in this case, it's the vice president of sales or marketing, but there's also, of course, vice presidents of finance, operations, customer service, and the list goes on. MQL, uh, you'll hear this most in regards to lead quality and inbound leads. So a marketing qualified lead would be a lead that the marketing team generates and hands over to sales. And once sales deems it as a qualified lead, it becomes an SQL. So it goes from being an MQL to an SQL, which means the sales team deemed that it was an effect, you know, it was a, it was a real lead with a real opportunity to close business. So MQLs and SQLs are forms of inbound leads. Uh, and I guess sometimes outbound leads as well, but it's a way to classify where they stand in the full pipeline. MQL and SQL are at the very, very top of the funnel very early part of the, the sales pipeline. MSA. So this is part legal, part sales, part other aspects of the business. So this one could be in, in a few different categories, but most SaaS companies, uh, or, or sorry, most businesses that are buying SaaS put a master service agreement in place. And the SaaS company usually generates the master service agreement. And basically it's a whole legal document that walks through what the rules are for licensing out the SaaS. And you have to think about things like what if a company, what if you sell SaaS to a company and then they get bought by another company and then that company decides to break the rules of the original SaaS and do some things like give it away to all of their customers or, you know, you have to think about all the different scenarios or what if that company goes out of business? What happens if, uh, you know, they stop paying? There's all these different aspects to, to software contracts, but one big part of it is the master service agreement, which is basically the, the buyer and the seller, in this case, a SaaS company agreeing on what the terms are for using their software. MSA. SFDC, that's salesforce.com. I used to, it used to drive me crazy because I was like, why are people saying SFDC? I know they're referring to Salesforce, but what is the DC in it? Well, it stands for .com, salesforce.com. Uh, you'll hear that all the time. Hey, update SFDC. It's just people referring to Salesforce, which is the most common sales CRM. Salesforce.com, SFDC. Proof of concept. This is another one that could be more in the tech bucket, uh, but you hear it a lot in sales. 
a lot of times with large enterprise customers, they want to first try out a piece of software before they commit to a one, two, three year contract. And a proof of concept would be a you know trial period or a pilot period of the software where they get to test it out and make sure that it solves the problems that they're trying to solve in their business. POC, proof of concept. And again, that works in, in, in the engineering world as well, because you might build a POC of a new product or feature and use that to test out the, the concept. So now let's move on to some management, finance, VC, which I'll get into what that means, and legal terminology. So the first one is VC. What is a VC? It's a venture capitalist. Those are typically the investors behind a lot of the fast growing SaaS companies. You'll also hear angels. That's not an acronym. Just angel investors are usually the earliest stage investors in a company. But as a company starts to grow and scale, they'll usually uh, recruit or not recruit, but uh, you know, search for, for funding from a venture capitalist uh, or a VC firm. And that's what VC stands for. Then when you hear a lot about investing in SaaS companies or VCs, that the term TAM gets thrown out a lot. And that, this one I remember hearing for the first time. And I'm like, what the hell does TAM mean? And in the context of a VC or a SaaS company, it means total addressable market. So investors are looking at a SaaS company and saying, okay, if they do this, if they solve X problem, what is how many how many businesses on the planet could actually benefit from getting that problem solved? That's a very, very elementary way to define total addressable market, but it's basically how many companies would benefit from this solution on, on planet Earth. And from there, you can run some numbers and calculate how big a, a SaaS company could grow based on how many companies they could potentially serve with their solution. So tons more to be said on TAM. That's a very, very rudimentary definition of it. So go look more into how the data is extrapolated and how VCs think about TAM total addressable market. OPEX and CAPEX. OPEX is operating expenses. CAPEX is capital expenses uh, or capital expenditures, operating expenditures. You'll hear it said either way. I'm not going to go too far down that. Those are accounting and finance terms uh, that relate to the costs of running a business, but also the costs of acquiring uh, assets in the business. Go do some research. I'd recommend Googling those. They come up a lot when you're selling to enterprise companies and I'm probably in the current moment, considering how much tequila I've had, probably not the best person to describe exactly uh, how they're calculated uh, in, a, in a large enterprise, but definitely worth understanding as you're going to sell to higher level executives. Year over year or YOY, you'll hear YOY a lot or MOM, month over month, quarter over quarter, QOQ. It's basically just what uh, you know growth looks like year over year. How did we do last year and how does this year compare? Again, kind of rudimentary, very simplistic, but these are terms you're going to hear in the growth of a business from your finance team, but also from your prospects and your customers are going to talk about their year-over-year growth or YOY. Here's a fun one, EBITDA. And this is definitely a finance term. I remember the first time I heard this was from a CFO at a startup I was working at in Austin and he you know, defined it for us. But the EBITDA stands for earnings before interest, taxation, depreciation, and amortization. I am not the, the qualified person to talk to you all day about EBITDA and what it means and how it's calculated. I do understand that it's part of gap accounting, but for the, the you know CPAs out there, the accounting majors out there, feel free to call me out on that. Um, but it's essentially a way to calculate the earnings of a SaaS before interest, taxation, the depreciation or the amortization. 
I don't know exactly how the calculation works, but that's what it stands for. And it is a metric that finance teams use to measure the growth of the business and essentially what their earnings are. Net revenue retention. This is a metric or, or sorry, NRR, uh, net revenue retention is what that stands for. And this is how SaaS companies look at churn, how many customers are churning and what the cost of uh, that churn is for their business is the net revenue retention. Definitely look more into that if you're curious about how that gets measured. ROI, return on investment, pretty straightforward. This is when an investor puts money into an, an asset or an investment. They want to know what the potential return on that is, or they want to calculate what an estimated return on, uh, on that investment is. And that's what ROI is. Financial planning and analysis, or FP&A. And FP&A is usually a process that especially like finance and operations professionals go through. And this is very common when you're getting a software evaluation from the prospect or customer side. It's more or less some calculations around how much they can spend on said solution, what it would cost to solve a particular problem. And it's just a you know form of analysis and planning so that they can budget for specific tools or softwares in their tech stack. Again, very simplistic uh, definition very heavy on the accounting operations side. I would highly recommend looking more into that if you're curious how that gets calculated. This is more of a legal term, but uh, TOS or T's and C's, it's the terms of service or terms and conditions. Most technology companies have terms of their service. It's the, you know, basically the laws or the rules by which you have to abide if you want to use that service. And it's pretty common, especially in a SaaS deal cycle to include T's and C's or terms of service, TOS, uh, inside maybe that MSA that I mentioned earlier, the master service agreement usually has those same terms. A lot of companies are moving away from a paper MSA, which is like a big paper document that a legal team can redline and edit and, you know, make, make it say what they want it to say to a more digital self-service TOS or T's and C's, which is, you know, Hey, look, we've hosted our digital TOS on our website. If you don't agree to those and we can't do business. So that's terms of service, terms and conditions, TOS, T and C's. T's and C's also is what I've heard. An SOW is a statement of work, typically for an enterprise SaaS company, when there's custom development work that goes into it, custom implementation work on the software uh, or anything like that you'll write up a SOW or a statement of work that just defines what the, the team is going to integrate or build on behalf of the SaaS company for the customer or the prospect, SOW. Now let's dive into the tech ones. I'm gonna pound through these ones pretty quickly. I'm, you know, just like the finance and legal terms, I'm probably not the best person to speak to about these, but definitely go do your research. And I wanted to at least define these. So if you hear them out there in the wild, you can have some context. So here's some technical ones, AI, artificial intelligence. That's typically referring to automation or bots. And those can take on many different forms, whether it's a customer service bot, maybe there's AI in a you know data streaming product or something like that. But AI just stands for artificial intelligence. And there's probably thousands of other podcasts that talk about AI that are much more knowledgeable than I am on it. Machine learning, that's part of AI or it's sort of a, a you know sub of AI. And it deals with the machine or, or the, the technology being able to sort of iterate and understand. And, and there's a couple other terms that I'll, I'll or a couple other acronyms that go under that, which is NLP, natural language processing, and NLU, natural language understanding. These are, again, artificial intelligence uh, terms that relate to, you know, how well uh, an AI can understand language 
or how well it can process what's being said and take an action as a result. Again, super rudimentary, but I just wanted to define what the acronyms mean. This is one you'll hear a ton at almost any SaaS company you ever work in. You're going to learn what an API is, an application programming interface. And an API is basically, the way I've always thought about it is it's a bridge that connects two different pieces of software together. Or uh, another term that's not an acronym is webhook that you'll hear, which is like an API, but it connects two web programs together so, or websites or something like that. So web properties together um, so that they talk to each other back and forth, right? So an API might connect your e-commerce software with your CRM, or it might connect your uh, you know, telephone or telephony software to your CRM or another platform. So that's an API, very common in most every SaaS company. You're going to hear about APIs because most all of them offer an open API or open application programming interface. JSON, this one's a very technical term. I don't even know if I know how to define it, but it's JavaScript object notation. It's essentially a format for data transfer. So if you have uh, a lot of data that you're downloading or uploading, JSON's a format that you can use to sort of transfer a mass amount of data. Super simplistic. I know the more technical people out there listening might laugh, um, but that's about the extent of my knowledge of JSON. I have actually uploaded a JSON file before, so I am proud of myself for that. MVP, minimum viable product. This is a uh, agile scrum term. And it, you know, MVP, minimum viable product, just means that you have enough of a product to actually start getting user feedback from. And it's very common in software development to develop an MVP, which is basically sort of the base level version of the product that you can then expound upon as you go and gather more user feedback. Uh, NOC, I've also heard it said as NOC, but that's a network operations center. So a lot of times in tech, you'll have a 24-7 NOC where there's someone who's managing the server racks all the time in case there's an outage. And that is part of the network operations center. I don't know how common these are now. I know they were very common earlier in my SaaS career. Uh, they're probably more digital knocks now that let, you know, that basically have someone monitoring for an outage. GA is generally available. And that just means that features are now available across all of the customer base and not just to specific testing or beta customers. SDK, and you'll also hear mobile SDK, which is basically a software development kit. This allows for brands or companies or prospects to build custom software on top of a SaaS or integrate it in with the SaaS. AWS is Amazon Web Services. Basically, it's the hosting company that Amazon also owns, and it powers a lot of the SaaS out there and a lot of other things as well. So most apps and, and software gets you know ho is hosted on AWS or Amazon Web Services. Uh, Q&A, quality assurance. Typically, when you're building software, you want to make sure there's no bugs in it. You want to make sure it works really well. That process is QA or quality assurance. So I think that's it for my list. And I'm just about out of time here. Uh, so hopefully that was helpful to someone, especially for anyone who hasn't heard some of those terms before. I'll probably post the full list on the show notes or I'll link to it. And, uh, you know, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. Again, I'm not an expert when it comes to some of the more technical terminology or even the, the finance or legal terminology. But hopefully at the very least, this gives you some context when you do hear those terms. And if any of these jump out as something interesting to you, I'd definitely go and, you know, jump down the rabbit hole and see if you can explore a little bit further what they mean and what they mean specifically for your business. So with that, uh, thanks for listening. Have a wonderful weekend. and crush it.